I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. This is one of the podcasts in the Meet the Candidate series. Texas State Representative Alex Dominguez is running for the Texas District 27 senatorial seat in the upcoming election. Steve Taylor spoke to Dominguez about why he's running for the Texas District 27 seat. This is Steve Taylor for the Rear Grande Guardian. We're in Brownsville, Texas today. This is the latest at our Meet the Candidates series and I'm so pleased to tell everybody that I'm here with Alex Dominguez who you will have you will all know as a state representative from Brownsville but now he is running for the Senate for the open seat Senate District 27 and uh, Alex is going to tell us why he's running first of all uh, Alex happy new year happy new year to you Steve and, and to all of your followers and your friends and family uh, we're very grateful to be here thanks so much for making time to speak with us today it's great to see you again so what made you decide, okay, I'm going to have a shot at this? You probably were well settled as a state representative in your district, probably wouldn't have got a challenge or anything, but you wanted to step up to the Senate. More importantly, I, if we look at this from, uh, I guess, a terrible sports analogy, it's time for somebody to step up that has the experience to take on the vacuum left by Senator Lucio's retirement. Let's face it, the senator has 30 years of experience really leading this Senate district and the people in South Texas. And it's going to take somebody with that kind of experience and moxie, and more importantly, a, a vision and passion to try to follow in his footsteps. And certainly, he will never be replaced. But we can learn a whole lot from him and know about what it is that the people of this district need to go to the next level. Because I don't think the work of any legislator is done. My work as a state representative is not over. But I think it's more important for me to devote my energies to this seat. And as it turns out, no other elected official decided to run for the seat at all, which means I'm the only person with any kind of elected public policy background to really help the people and speak for them when we were in Austin. Another aspect of your life, your career, your time, your, t your service as a county commissioner. Tell us about those days and the highlights. You know, when I was a county commissioner, that was some of the most productive policy-making time I've ever had. One of the first things that we did when we took office was we started having town halls with the local communities and the different colonias in, in my county precinct. And it was important because they hadn't been done in a while. And it was a good way to find out from those communities what they needed. Some of them wanted more police security. Uh, in one area, we were quickly able to install street lights that they'd never had and use they were so happy once those lights turned on you see neighbors coming out they suddenly felt safer because they could keep an eye on each other's property and that really seemed to improve that community and and, and those relations but i i want to say probably my proudest moment as a county commissioner was when we built the first all-inclusive playground in cameron county uh, our old playground was dilapidated it was falling apart and it was ready to be replaced and I remember when the parks director, Joe Vega, came up to me and he, and he said we had the budget to replace it with a similar type of playground, just a little bit newer. And I asked him, well, how much would it cost to build an all-inclusive one? And I explained to him what that meant and, and I explained to him why. I said, you know, my younger brother grew up, he was paralyzed from birth, and he never got a chance to play with other kids. And I wasn't asking for anything special, but is there anything that exists for them and how much does it cost? And 
Sure enough, he came back. He said, yes, we can build one. Unfortunately, it's going to cost half a million dollars. And our budget was only for about 30000 So uh, we immediately began applying for grants and, and doing a little bit of community outreach. And we were able to secure those funds. And I can tell you that I have seen kids from as far away as La Jolla come down to Brownsville and use this playground. And the reason why this playground means a lot to me isn't just because of my own family member, but my, one of my best friends, his daughter is autistic. She's nonverbal. And she came out with us the, the first day that we had the ribbon cutting and she got the chance to go play out there. And she, to this day, goes to this playground and it's thrilling to watch these kids. Uh, anytime you see a kid that's special needs and other kids, are, they're all playing together, that makes them feel accepted and part of the community. And for every family member out there that has a, a disabled child, bring them on down to this park. Uh, we're really close to building these statewide. Maybe we'll get it next time. I'll keep pushing again. And I'll tell you, this park was still close to my heart during this last legislative special session. I was able to add in a rider for $2 million for this park to get an all-inclusive splash pad so those kids can go splash around and, and run in the water with all the other kids. I'm not sure what that does to a wheelchair, but you know, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Sounds like that could be um, you know, the, the most significant piece of legislation or, or um, pol your, the, the policy you're proudest of. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that take place under the dome in, in Austin. We will debate those big bills that get people's attention. We, you know, we'll be debating uh, women's health issues. We'll be debating the budget. We'll be debating law enforcement policy. We'll be debating drone use. Uh, and oddly enough, some of the bills that get the most attention year-round are d bills dealing with licenses such as roofing and uh, beer distributorships. But to me, the most important ones are those that affect my district and my community directly. And even though this park was not in my legislative district, it was in my legislative home. And I've always looked out for the communities down here in South Texas. I had requests from Westaco, San Juan, even as far away as La Jolla and Rio Grande City. And I worked for them. I pitched hard so that they could get the things that they needed because I know they're not asking just to ask. They're asking because they need it. And when communities need help, they need an advocate for them in Austin that knows how to get things done and will passionately fight for their needs. I think that's just part of doing the job. And if you're not going to Austin to do your job, you just shouldn't go at all. You've been listening to one of the podcasts in the Real Grande Guardian Meet the Candidate series. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.